You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about all things subscription boxes, which is so big right now. And to do that, I've pulled in, obviously, the expert on subscription boxes with Lauren Prentice. So Lauren is actually a serial entrepreneur. I've known Lauren as she has been doing lots and lots of different types of businesses. But she was also the first person that I saw to do a subscription box really well in the UK. And she has become the expert. Everybody now comes to her to ask her about how to do subscription boxes because she does it so well. And she hasn't just done one, she's done she's done a few. And we'll talk about that. So welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Hello, thank you for having me. No worries. I want to ask you, like you already had some businesses. You were doing really well. You know, you were already at seven figures with some of your other businesses. What made you then decide to start a subscription box in the first place? So in short, COVID, because being a sort of serial entrepreneur, having lots of businesses, I really thought that nothing would kind of shake at least one of them. You know, there would always be one that would continue thriving until we were thrown into a global pandemic. So I started to look around at which industries were A, growing and B, pandemic proof, to be honest. And actually, everybody was ordering things from the internet. Like that's the main thing everyone was doing because they couldn't do anything else. They were just ordering things. And so what a great idea. And so your subscription box that you did first, tell us about that. Yeah, so I initially launched my children's baking box. So the children's baking box is monthly deliveries of all the dry ingredients to make a recipe each month. And I launched that because I already had the audience. We'd been running cookery classes in schools for a while. So it just seemed like a natural thing to do while the kids were off school because we were on a lockdown. And just more than anything, it was to try and get some cash flow into that business in a time when we couldn't operate in a normal way. Um, And it was immediately super, super popular. I think we had about 100 people subscribe literally within the first 24 hours. And I was like, "Mm, I think we're onto something here. And I think it's the industry. And I was like, this industry is growing. And so I did tons of research into subscription boxes, particularly in the US, because the, the market was that much more established there, but also around the world and could see that actually the market in the UK was really, really fresh and very much kind of in its infancy and ready to sort of grow and thrive. Because people had thought before that the only things that you could do subscription boxes on were beauty products. That's all anyone was doing was beauty products. I'd I'd seen that for the last five years and no one had really bought out anything else. There were all these beauty product boxes competing with each other. And then you bring out something completely different, which is great. And then that became successful. And then you started a completely new uh, subscription box that was, you know, 
you'd never really been in that kind of part of the industry before, which was called the business box. And it was a box for female entrepreneurs. I subscribe to it. So I I know what's in it. And so it has things in it like self-care items. It also has like a book every single month, like a, a, a business book. It has things that are practical that you can use and everything looks really beautiful as well. It's like really well designed. Why did you decide to do that? So in short, because nobody else was, there were loads and loads of kind of online memberships and business hubs and things like that. But there wasn't a subscription box for entrepreneurs. There wasn't something that was kind of combining that online membership. So with training and community, but with something more tangible that arrives. And I think the thing is that when you're in business, when you run your own business, you're so often the only one working or you work within a small team. And sometimes you just kind of go, what's the point? And nobody's saying to you, you know, you don't get a Christmas party. You don't have a summer social. You don't have like the Friday night work drinks. You've not got the boss that comes. You've had a great month this month. Here's a bottle of champagne. You know, you don't get any of that. And actually, if you can have something that arrives every single month that goes, oh, actually, you're doing all right here. Like, here's some bits. And it's guilt free because it's for your business and it's tax deductible. I was like, that's something I want. And there's nothing available. No, there wasn't, there wasn't anything about it. And, and you started that kind of trend really, and it has become a trend. I'm seeing lots of them out there now. Mm-hmm. And they're all slightly different, which is good. And then people started asking you, you know, how have you done it? Because there is a lot more that goes into a subscription box, because obviously it's the tangible product. You have to actually, you know, think about the products and the wholesale and how much it's going to cost you and profit margins and all of that kind of thing. So you became very quickly inundated with requests for help on other people doing their boxes. What developed from that? Yeah. So within a couple of months, I was getting people saying, I love your box. So I I see your box everywhere. I really, you know, I really want to start a box in, you know, whatever their niche was. So somebody said, you know, like a dog box, someone said, you know, book boxes, like anything. And they were like, but I don't know how, I don't know where to start. And I think that's the thing with subscription boxes is there's so many moving parts and it is a a recurring revenue stream. So it is semi-passive, but there's so many like little cogs that need to all fit together to get it to be working more passively. And I think pulling all of those together can seem really, really overwhelming. So once you've got a bit of guidance and a bit of direction in which way to go with that, then really and truly, it's not a difficult process like anything in business. Nothing's nothing's hard in business. You just got to kind of do it. Yeah. Once you know what you're doing, you can rinse and repeat, which is what I've done for you know multiple other boxes since starting the original box. So I launched a course called Tickle the Boxes. And that leads people literally from sort of day one, from concept all the way through to pre-launch, to launch, to growing their box and increasing lifetime value so that you can essentially use your box as a funnel to other things as well which I think is something that really as business owners, we should be thinking about because so for the business box, for example, loads of people that sign up for the business box, then come and do my course. So they'll come and do other things that I recommend or they upsell to, you know, various other. Yeah. You were an affiliate for one to many and you won the affiliate for one to many You're the, the highest affiliate. And that was because once you have an audience of some people that have something, they will also be interested in other things that you promote. And so you can make money that way as well, which is such a brilliant way of doing things. 
Exactly. And actually, one of my other businesses is a tickets business. So we have a membership and we have like a very large audience and we sell West End theatre tickets. And actually, one of the the projects we're working on this year is to start a musical theatre themed subscription box. And the reason we're doing that is because because the tickets that we sell at the moment are so much cheaper than you'd buy from the box office, we're not allowed to advertise. So we can't run any Facebook ads. We can't run any influencer campaigns, et cetera, et cetera, to get people into our audience. Now, we're very, very lucky in that our audience has grown. We've got about 35,000 people in our audience. It's a really big audience, but we can't advertise. And that really, really, really puts us on the back foot from how you would usually do business. But what we can advertise is a subscription box. So we're going to use the subscription box as the funnel That's into really buying well. Yeah, because yeah. then it is, it's a funnel for, for where you make even more money, which is what it's all about. Like it's a whole ecosystem when mm-hmm. you do this properly with things feeding into each other, which is the way it should be. And having multi, you know, I'm all about having a, a multi-layered business model, which is what that is, which is brilliant. And And, you know, Lauren is also the expert in one-to-many in my program for subscription boxes because so many more people now have realized that yes they want a membership but they want a tangible part to it as well so you know it doesn't have to be an and or thing you if you have a membership it actually makes quite a lot of sense to also have a subscription box because your audience is already there I want to touch on you are a long-time diagnosed ADHD yeah I have a lot of clients that have been diagnosed with HHD and they really worry that it now means they can't have a business. How have you found your HHD has impacted on how you work in business? Yeah, I think the thing is with ADHD is, and with anything, it is what you make of it. So for example, you can turn around and go, oh, well, I can't focus, I can't sit still, I can't do this and I can't do that. And that's absolutely true of me. Like all of those things I can't do. But Equally, I can multitask better than anyone else. I've been working on 800 different things. I can't switch off and therefore I can get plenty done. I'm very good at hyper-focusing when I need to, to get the things done that need to be done. And I think there, of course, there's downsides of ADHD and it is it is a disability and I'm, it isn't something I would wish on someone, but equally, I wouldn't take it away. I wouldn't take it away from me because I think it is actually a really, really, really big driving force of a lot of my success in business is the fact that having ADHD really, really, really helps with driving ideas, creativity, getting stuff done. And of course, yeah, I procrastinate and I get overwhelmed and I do all the rest, all these other things that aren't really positives, but there are a hell of a lot of positives as well. Yeah, I think that's such a good realization that it doesn't have to stop you doing what you want to do you just work differently and and you've always worked differently and you've worked in in different ways to other clients that I have but that's a brilliant thing like we do what works for us so with the subscription box just going back if somebody's now listening going well I want to have a subscription box where do they start what is the first thing that you tell someone to do when they're thinking I want to have a subscription box yeah so The first thing I would always say is niche. So you've got to niche it down. So there's no point. So for example, when I launched the business box, people said to me like, oh, we should just make it for everyone. Make it for anyone that like works from home, make it for men and women. And I was like, no, it needs to be 
specifically for a specific subcategory of person. So, for example, you could have a a kids box and you could go, oh, well, it's a box of crafts for kids. Now, that's too generic. You want to narrow it down. So you want to go, it's a box of crafts using things from nature or it's a box of crafts where everything they make is very practical and has a use, for example. And I think by niching that down and narrowing it, that's where, where you're winning because you, you've got that much better idea of exactly how your box solves a problem for your ideal customer. And ultimately, that's what you want to do. You want to figure out how your box is helping somebody. Yeah, because it is all about solutions at the end of the day everything always is about solutions do you still run your um nutritional ninjas box yeah we do yeah we do it's it's still super popular yeah it's a funny one because i really thought that after lockdown everybody going oh well we want to cancel because we're back at school now or we're back in you know the real world so to speak but actually that's not been the case and i've been really surprised and I think the thing is, because it's for children, people don't want to take things away from their kids. Yeah. So if a, if your child is getting excited when a box arrives and is desperate to do it straight away, and they that you know they're ripping open the box to see which recipe they've got, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they're much, much, much less likely as a grown up to, to want to go them. and cancel that. Yeah. And also they will very reasonably price these kinds of things for kids and they keep them entertained for a while. And that's always a good thing. Now, exactly. as somebody that tried to have a subscription box and failed, I tried to do one with my kids and failed. It looked much easier than <laughs> because I watched you do it. It looked much easier than it actually was. I mean, you've had over a thousand people book your, your, the business box in a really short period of time, which is amazing. What do you think are the biggest mistakes that people make when they start subscription boxes? I think the biggest mistake is not growing your audience. People think that they can just put this amazing box out there, start this website, start a social media page, have 30 followers on Instagram. And suddenly, because this box is amazing, people are going to buy it. Absolutely, that might happen. You'd be very, very lucky if it did. It's all about audience. And I think that's, you know, like you always say in one to many, grow your audience. You've got to grow your audience. You've got to have people to sell to. And so I think having a decent pre-launch and really, really, really harnessing that pre-launch to so the time before your car is even open to get people signed up to your mailing list, to get people in your world and in your audience could not be more important. And how important is, because, you know, the profit margins on a subscription box compared to, say, a membership that's online are obviously very different. How important is it for you to find ways of keeping those costs down so that you make more profit? Or is it more of a, the more people we have, the more we sell, the better it's going to be? It's a bit of both. So in my course, I encourage everybody to be aiming for a 50% profit margin, which isn't bad for like, you know, a product-based business, 50% profit really margin. Good. Pretty yeah. good, yeah. And that's totally and utterly achievable. But what you do find is as your subscriber numbers increase, you get much better bargaining power with the wholesalers. So for example, you get a much better deal if you're going to someone saying, I want a thousand of this item, as opposed to I want a hundred of this item because you have the volume that you're ordering. So you, you know, you make money in the, 
in the first instance with your, you know, aiming for your 50%. And I, you know, I'm very much a believer that there's absolutely no point in doing a business if you're not making money out of it. If you're not making money out of it, it's a hobby. Well, yeah. And it's what's no point. the point? Yeah. yeah, you might as well join the gym. But as time goes on, although your costs, you have you have a bit of increasing costs with staff costs and things like that. If you're packing a thousand boxes, there's absolutely no way you can do that in front of your telly on a Friday night. <laughs> So you're going to have added staff costs, but equally, you do have a much, 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 much better negotiating power with people. And lots of people say to me, well, it's not very passive, but actually you can even go to fulfillment centers to do it, can't you? So it can be passive if you want to spend the money making it passive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't use a fulfillment center for our boxes. You absolutely can, and lots of people do. They just have everything that's that's ordered for that month's box goes to the fulfillment center. They pack it, they ship it, job done. So you absolutely can do that. We've just chosen to hire someone in house because it's a hell of a lot cheaper and it increases our profit margins. It just makes more sense for us to do it that way. But I think people think that when you start a subscription box, you're going to be out every day shopping for bits and pieces. Now I order all my stuff, not in one go, but you know, I might order from one supplier three months worth of stuff. So I might order something from June, for June, something for September and something for November in one go. And then I know I've already got that stacked up and ready. So it and that can keeps be a the cost down, I guess as well, because you're ordering <laughs> more in bulk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It can be passive. I mean, no business is like a hundred percent passive. I think people People sometimes think, oh, well, well, you know, I'm going to be sat on my hammock in the sunshine every day. <laughs> as lovely as that would be, you've still got to put the groundwork in to start to get that to that point so you yeah. can go and be in your hammock. And um, that's what it is in the early days of the subscription boxes. You're, you're putting those systems and processes and automations in place. But I'd say 90% of what we do is now automated or outsourced. Yeah. I have one more question for you. It's the thing that people ask me the most about you, if I'm honest, because they know you're my client. <laughs> they see that you do, you know, these huge launches. You just last week did a launch of a membership where you got over 500 people in in one go. And, and you do that. You know, this isn't a rare thing for you. Everything you put your mind to does do really well. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because you follow a process? Do you think it's because you know what your audience want like what because I have other clients that don't do as well you know they don't have 500 immediately during a launch they don't do a subscription box and get a thousand people in such a short space of time what do you think it is in truth I don't know in reality I really don't know I think you've got to be willing to put the work in yeah I think a lot of people think these things just happen but you don't necessarily see how hard somebody's worked. Like you can't tell me that Elon Musk or Bill Gates just woke up one morning and it all happened. Like they put the grind in. You've got to put the, the foundations in and you've got to, I think you've got to look after your audience. Like what I've learned time and time again is if you look after your audience, they look after you. Business is essentially just audience growing. I think that's so true. I think that is so true. And that's definitely something that everybody needs to remember. If you look after your audience, they look after you. And that's how my business has grown. 
that is exactly why my business got to where it is. So maybe that is it. Maybe that is the thing. Um, when people always ask me, you know, how have you done well? How has Lauren done so well? Maybe it's because we look after our audiences. So that's yeah. a great tip to take away. Brilliant. Lauren, it's been amazing to speak to you. If people want to come and find out more because they would like to have a subscription box, or maybe they would even like to have one of your business boxes, where's the best place to find you? So on Facebook, if you want to start a subscription box, I have a free Facebook group. It is very imaginatively named. So you want to start a subscription box. So <laughs> very welcome to come over there. Um, we, I do loads and loads of free trainings and posts and things in there. I'm always happy to answer any questions. And the business box is again, really imaginatively named. And that is just the businessbox.co.uk. Amazing. I will put the links in the show notes as usual, but definitely go over there. Lauren's program opens every now and again, but you can get on a wait list for it for when it does. And it's well, well worth it. Thanks for being here and listening, guys. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. And I will speak to you next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, Go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.